sir, yes sir. Welcome back to another episode of Motown and Coney. Back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? So, it was funny. I had to chuckle a little bit yesterday. One of my friends on Facebook put, Who predicted Denver and Miami in the, in the finals? I just had to laugh. I have been telling people all season, Denver was the deepest team in the West. And if I had to pick any coach in the East, my money's always on Eric Spolter. So, how you feeling? Are you excited? I know Stephen A. Smith is excited. He got his trip to Miami. But how how you feeling? I know a lot of people are actually down on this matchup, but I I like it. Yeah, I think this is, if you think about it, I mean, Miami and Denver has actually been two of the most talented teams in the NBA. Um They've always been close to, if not in the uh, conference finals or in the uh, in the finals. So you got to really think about that. A lot of people aren't thinking about it like that. Yeah, so I do think Denver's going to win their first championship. I, I, all year they've been the deepest team in the NBA. I think they're deaf just outmatches uh, Jimmy Buckets and, and what he's able to do. I, I, I do feel like he's already made an argument, maybe finals MVP if he keeps up to performance, depending on how close Miami keeps the series. But but I just I really just feel like Denver will have too much firepower. Now, I'm, <clears throat> I'm hoping that maybe possibly – Denver will. I, I would like to see Denver win their first championship. That wouldn't be a, a bad look. Um, if so, if Miami wins, this will put Miami uh, tied up with Detroit Pistons for uh, four championships apiece. So I'm kind of hoping Denver. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Denver gets it done though. Um, I just think with the way Jamal Murray's playing, the Joker's playing. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. with the Pistons with a draft to him when everybody else kind of took a flyer on him. Uh, shout out to Denver for not letting the back injury, uh, his injury concerns, overshadow him. Um, they got KCP on the team. I didn't even know he was still in the league at one point. So I, I just feel like Denver just has um, too much. And I think they have too much. Even Malone has... He's a good coach. I wouldn't call him a great coach. Eric Spolster is in the class of all his own. Um, after we get off the finals, I do want to touch on some NBA hirings because I don't understand any of them at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're basically hiring the same type of coach you just got rid of. So mm-hmm. I, I don't understand either. Um, now, Rodney, I got a hot take. I believe okay. that Miami – I don't believe that Miami is going to absolutely get blown out of this series. I think they can possibly win the NBA championship. I, I don't either. That's why I said um, I do believe it's a strong possibility that even – and that's how close I think the series could be, that Jimmy um, Butler will make make a push for, for finals MVP. Yeah, I, I like that. I just believe that with Miami shooting – I know that Denver can score too, but now you got a, you got high altitude against low altitude. You got like going to a place where people claim they can't really breathe or, you know, in Denver. 
because the altitude is so high that, you know, you lose breath. Then you go to South Beach and you're playing in that arena and people say it's so hot that you just feel defeated and you become sluggish. So this is this is weird. I never heard of this going on in a series before because, of course, we never had a Denver against a, a Miami series. But this might be tough. Yeah, so it's it's an interesting matchup. I I think, and I've said this before, Eric Spoelstra is just in a class of all his own. Jimmy Butler, I feel like, will keep Miami in it. Um, Duncan Robinson, who seemed to be on – one of the most horrendous contracts in NBA history um, up until the playoffs uh, is seeming to find himself. Um, they're, they're getting some buckets from some unsung heroes. And game seven, for them to outshoot Boston the way they did when Miami was historically bad from, from the three-point line this season um, was amazing. I feel bad for Boston because I, I don't. I feel like you got to keep Jalen Brown and Tatum together. Don't know if they have the right answer at coach, but I don't know where you go outside of Monty Williams. And it seems like the Pistons are going to do whatever it takes to hire him, even though he said no. They haven't given up their pursuit. So um, it'll be an interesting offseason in Boston. Yeah. I just, oh man, it's so, Boston got a lot to really think about, too. Um, you got some great role players, man. I really like Grant Williams. I, You know, I I like Al Horford, too, for them. I think he yeah, should have never yeah. left in the first place. Yeah, but I think you got a question if Al Horford is, whew, it, 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 he might, well, he definitely is on the other side of the hill, but how much does he really have left? Yeah, see, I know they were using him as a starter, but if you really, I like Robert Williams too. It's just, I thought that Robert Williams, once he got back into the fold, would possibly be the starter. They had Al Horford as the starter. I think Al Horford is amazing if he comes off the bench. I don't believe he's a starter anymore in the NBA. So I, I would like for them to hold on to him. And that way he can kind of play like the Kevin Love role, how Kevin Love is right now. Kevin Love is really valuable off the bench for Miami. He's energetic. He's basically a starter coming off the bench. So, I, but I don't know about Robert Williams, though. Robert Williams, he he's, isn't really scoring. He's not good at the free throw line. He doesn't have any low post moves. He doesn't have a jump shot. <laughs> I just Like, what the hell? Like, do you pay him all that money? Or what, what do you do? His defense is okay, but he got injured. So, I mean, and Grant Williams, he's been shaky in the playoffs, and I, I just don't know where you go from Marcus Smart. He shows up every so often, and uh, Brogdon, I don't know what the hell happened to him. It's just, it's a lot of a lot of missed opportunities in in, uh, in Boston from guys that you picked up as key players. Now, do you bring those guys back? Yeah, and I, I, I feel like Boston, to me, has one of the most intriguing off-seasons in the, in the NBA coming up uh, from – head coach to uh, how do you build this roster around Jason Tatum and and probably Jalen Brown because I don't think they can afford to just let him walk. So it'll be interesting to see how they construct their roster. Um, Golden State has an interesting offseason, especially with Myers announcing today that he was stepping um, aside. Milwaukee... 
I won't say I hate the <laughs> coaching hire, but I strongly dislike it. And you know I'm not a big fan of Budenholzer to begin with. So for me to already dislike <laughs> replacement says a lot. Philly, I feel like you could have just hung on for Doc, to Doc Rivers if you were going to hire a <laughs> nurse. I, I feel like you that's, say that. I feel like that's a push. You, that's the same much. type of coach. Yeah. Literally the same type of coach. Like that made no sense whatsoever. Just different skin color. Um, exactly. The same Phoenix, type of coach. Phoenix, what what are you doing? Interviewing Doc Rivers and Mike Booten. Like your candidate list sucks compared. <laughs> I feel like Monty Williams is a better coach than any of the coaches they done interviewed so far. Uh, that's. I'm trying to figure it out, and then they they need to go ahead and and, and get that bench together too, because that was their downfall. Um, and then how can you move CP3? He's on that two year deal still. How the hell? What? How's you even sign him to to have two more extra years? Like how old is CP3 right now? And um, he played like 30, he's fucking forty five. He thirty eight. See the thirty seven or thirty eight. Him and him and LeBron are around mm-hmm. the same. Age, so I mean, he's not on the, the. I know he went <laughs> vegan and a whole bunch of other stuff, but LeBron seems not to have age. CP3 seems like he's falling off a cliff. Yeah, he he's aged horribly, and these young guys are like, I understand the point guard position because the guys have the ball in their hands uh, the majority of the time, and LeBron he's playing like the point forward majority of the time. So CP3, he's he's up against it. You think about the West, you got Murray. It, it, I mean, it's just so many people. I can go through the whole list of people. Then you added Kyrie Irving and some other point guards too. You're going against Dame Lillard and all these other different point guards. So you're getting your ass worked out, you know. Yeah, it's time I, for him to leave. Yeah, I don't. Phoenix is one of them. Think, one of them teams that might actually, even though they have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, they actually might be. Worse off, I actually think the Lakers are in a better position than Phoenix right now. Yeah, it, you know one thing I hate about with LA man is it's just that that glitz and glamour, and you know just the part of being a Laker. They they're just like the Boston Celtics, you know, and, and they're one of the most glorified. I wouldn't even call them programs, man. I wouldn't even call them basketball. That's an institution over there, man. Yes. About, yeah, you got – I mean, you don't have LeBron. You have some of the greats play from Will Kareem, uh, Shaq, Kobe. Uh, I mean, you got so many different greats that Big play for Rob. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you said Big Shot Rob. Yeah, you don't have everybody play uh, – Steve Nett. I mean, even if people were older and went to them, you got the majority like of the list of – Yeah, you got the majority of the list of people that you would consider top 100 players in the NBA – at one point in time, have played for the damn Lakers. Like, that's how sad. If you think about the top 10 jerseys sold in NBA league history, probably four or five of them belong to Lakers. Yeah, so uh, too bad we never got to see Chris Paul and Kobe together. That would have been interesting. Um, I I just don't know where Phoenix goes as far as coaching. I would say league-wide – if I had to rate the coaching hires right now, I would give them a D. 
Yeah. I, how do you feel about the Pistons picking up Kevin Ollie too, man? I just that came out of nowhere. Um, I get out of F. That's a super F, bro. The, so here's here's my issue with the Pistons, and then before we get in our top fifteen sports movies, um, I do want to talk a little music because. And a little WNBA since Dirk finally dropped his album and wait for it. (laughs) (laughs) So here's my issue with the Pistons job. And this is probably one of the reasons why Monty Williams, like I feel like if I'm him, I'm asking for $20 million a year to coach the Pistons. The, the roster, you have a lot, of the, a lot of the players that do the same damn thing. I believe the strength in the team is in the guards right now. I do believe uh, Doran might be a up-and-coming star along with Ivy and Cunningham, but they're young. I don't yeah. know. How many wins they have next year? And I think the biggest question mark, if they come off the gate slow or they have another dismal season, is the GM that hired you be, will be around. See, and that, that's where I agree with you. Now, you bringing in these – see, he's buying time, and people don't re- actually realize that. So by him bringing in a new coach in Ali who's never coached in the NBA before – you're buying time to say, hey, if I fuck up or if I mess up, I'm basically going to blame it on this guy that's a new coach, and he's trying to figure out the NBA schemes and the NBA game and how to coach in the NBA. So he even bought himself another three or four years to get things together. And that, that sucks for us because we're a franchise that desperately needs to get into the playoffs, to even sniff the playoffs right now, to sniff a tournament. And right now our team, the way things are going, we're not playoff ready. And not with these hires. I thought we should have probably brought in a Doc Rivers or uh, uh I, I would bring in a Doc Rivers or a Bootenholzer or one of those guys, a Nick Nurse. If they Somebody bring in a Bootenholzer, some... I'm on Bootenholzer myself and drinking. <laughs> yeah, but at least he'll get us to the playoffs, Rodney, because right now that's all I'm thinking about. Like, the Pistons, if, are they're far if, from a championship team. If, but they don't, if they don't bring in Monty Williams, I'll throw whatever money I got at, at Mark Jackson and get him from behind the, the, the booth. Right, because you see Monty – see, I think Monty Williams right now, he wants a team that he can for sure get into the playoffs and at least have a chance. Right now with this Pistons well, team that, – that window is shrinking unless that Boston job becomes open. I think that's what he's waiting on, too. I believe Cause, Boston. Because you can't Boston go back to Phoenix. Detroit's not ready-made. Toronto definitely not ready-made. Uh, so, I don't. Boston, if it becomes open. And, it, and that's, that's why I'm surprised, like, a Nick Nurse didn't wait just to see if Boston becomes open because that's. That's the cream of the crop job, if you ask me, if it becomes open. Um, so we'll see. Real quick, WNBA. You you watching it? You're not watching it. Um, I think there are three dominant teams in the WNBA right now. Nope. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Rodney. I thought you were going to ask. Can you uh, explain to us, sir, 
which of those teams are. And so, state, it's okay to state the obvious first. The so, obvious two. The Las Vegas Aces. Yes. Who was 4 0. Um, I think their closest game, they won by 11 so far. <laughs> And that game, that game wasn't close until uh, they had that game in hand. They just put in the reserves, and to be honest with you, that game was out of hand the majority um, of the time. Second, the New York Liberty, who was on right now, they're in actually a pretty close game with the Storm, uh, 51-48 in the third. Um, but I – so I – Actually, I'm gonna put them at three. If I right now I'm gonna rank the Washington Mystics ahead of them. I, I think those are, are the three power teams with with Connecticut being maybe the the quadruped or or the fourth wheel. But but your WNBA championship is coming from one of those four teams. Right, and I'm just gonna be honest with you, Rodney. I believe the Aces will win this championship, and they're going to win it handily. Um, and then I, I believe Candace Parker will retire. And, so, uh, okay. yeah, I, I agree with those sentiments. So, Las Vegas is basically Denver in the NBA. They have the most depth, I believe. Um, even some of their role players would be starting on other teams. They have five legit scores, and they start lineup. And they have something Denver doesn't have. They probably have the best coach in the league in Becky Hammond running them. So, yeah, like they're right now. So I, I took a little trip to Vegas. Uh, yeah, I saw. I saw. <laughs> I took a little trip to Vegas, and uh, man, I was so close. Um, I was only there for a few nights. Um, I was so close to going to a couple WNBA games. The first game that I wanted to go to. Yeah, because you were there during the, the ring ceremony game, and then they had a back-to-back, actually. Yeah, they played the uh, they played the Sparks, and then they played the, uh, I think they played Minnesota. Yeah, they played the Minnesota Lynx. Yeah, they played the Lynx. That, yeah, the Lynx. game was not even. That wasn't the game, but. Yeah, and, and when I tell you their fan base, it's just man. When both I tell you, like, were so sold many, out. Yeah, it's so it's so many. Both games were sold out. They have them playing at Mandalay Bay because they were used. They used to play at T-Mobile Arena, but with T-Mobile Arena, you know, having so many different things going on there, and then right across the street from T-Mobile Arena is Adobe, and I wind up getting Bruno Mars tickets, man. So that's yeah, why I didn't. Go, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I missed out on AWE too. But back to the WNBA, that team is is remarkable, man. And that that city, I know that the Raiders are there too, and now they're talking about getting the Oakland A's uh, basketball basketball baseball team, and then um, basically retooling them and calling them something else. They're going to come up with another name. They're not going to be Thank the uh, Las Vegas because <laughs> they're the worst team ever right now. And um, the Athletics have to be one of the worst. <laughs> Sports nickname ever, but <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like they're, they're terrible, man. I, I I like just calling them the A's, man, because the athletics. What the hell, really? Like why? But uh, yeah, man, that that city, man, has embraced the the Aces, man. They really love the Aces, man. They love them. That's the they're the cream of the crop in Las Vegas right now. 
And I love to see that coming from a WNBA team, too. I honestly believe if they had an NBA team, they still would, would really love the, the, the Aces more than anything else, man. Like, that city is meant for WNBA basketball, man, and they love those girls a lot. And those girls walk around town, man, they were hanging out. They were hanging out. You could see them hanging out freely. And um, I didn't want to be a fanboy, but I, I seen them at a restaurant, and I seen some of the ladies walking around having a good time, and that's good to see. I was smiling, yeah, having fun, I, taking I, pictures. I would have had to have been a fanboy if Asia Wilson came <laughs> in. I didn't see Asia Wilson. I did see now. Nah, I seen my uh, my little lady, but uh, which is Candace <laughs> Parker. Everybody know I love me some Candace Parker. I seen her too, but uh, she did have the look of annoyance on her face, and you know she had people following her, and, and she also was filling out autographs and stuff. She still was really nice, but you know I didn't want to be you know part of the fifty, sixty people that. You know, was running over there and people, hey, it's Candace Parker, you know, and and everybody turned their heads and looked. And I said, it was about to be a stampede. But she took it with grace and uh, she did look annoyed. But I, I got the hell out of there, too. I didn't want to um, annoy her anymore, especially with me being a, <laughs> a grown ass man running up on Candace Parker. <laughs> hey, she's in our age group. Uh. I know, but. <laughs> But man, she like she was super pissed, and I know me being a fanboy, man. I I need a sit down interview, uh, and I I would have looked at her with love in her eyes. I I adore her so much. I think she's the ultimate athlete. Uh, I think she's the I think the world of her. I think she's so awesome, especially for young ladies, man. So I would have talked her ear off, Rodney. So <laughs> yeah. So um, and this is a good segue into to music before we get into darks. Um, Dudham album. You was in Vegas. You saw Bruno Mars. I believe you said it was the best concert you've ever seen in your life. So, uh, do oh. tell. Yes, sir. So, I know that you got a lot. Man, I, I got some feedback from certain people. And people said, well, I never seen Bruno Mars. But they're like, man, Beyonce. And a couple people told me, uh, well, I haven't seen R. Kelly before. And, you know, people was trying to tell me different. Listen, Bruno Mars. I love Michael Jackson. I don't see people falling out crying. I never seen someone, this brother Bruno Mars, I never seen someone sing live. He's not pantomizing. This brother is singing. Voice of an angel. Sounds even better on in, in person, which is crazy. He's playing instruments, Rodney. He's playing multiple instruments. He's playing the guitar. He's playing the piano. He's, he's playing the harmonica. He's playing, the, and this brother is full-on hard dancing like MC Hammer on stage. I, I'd never seen that before. And guess what? Shout out to his background dancers, because those brothers was doing the same thing. Those brothers playing multiple instruments, and they're singing, and they're dancing, and it turned into a damn comedy show. This brother cracks jokes, Rodney. They're hilarious. I said. Oh, did we lose? Yeah, I got a call from my old lady. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, I never seen a brother not take an intermission. So why, why his, you know, why his, his people, you know, that his players, uh, his drum players and everybody took an intermission. This brother stayed on stage 
and did a sing-along with the crowd while he played the piano and said, do you remember these songs? And was just vibing, man. I said, this brother is the ultimate showman. Played a two-hour two and some change set, Rodney, and didn't bat an eye. It sounded good the whole set. Never seen it before. Yeah, I've never seen that before in my life. Sign Tommy up for the Bruno Mars fan club. <laughs> man, sign me up, man. Because at first, I, I'm not going to lie, man. Uh, I was going to say, maybe Bruno Mars is overrated, man. I, I was trying to rank like certain people, and I'm like, maybe these guys are overrated. And because uh, I, 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 you know, I, I look at these concerts and you see some of these things on the TV, and you're like, man, these people probably don't sound like this in real life. You don't know if anybody's panamizing anymore or. You never see a whole full-on concert. I see the weekend do the Super Bowl. I was like, this is terrible. So, yeah, I'm still <laughs> trying to wake up from that Super Bowl. <laughs> but, <laughs> man, when I tell you, brother, that, that Bruno Mars was the best, man, I, I, would, I would pay money to go see him. And those tickets were pretty expensive. And I'll pay that double because that guy was really good, man. That was a hell of an experience. Yeah, well, I'm glad you uh... – you and the missus got got to Vegas. You got to experience that. Um, next next year, I plan to be in Vegas for, for for my birthday in July to to see my Las Vegas Aces. So maybe I hopefully Bruno's still there. Check him out. Uh, yeah, I want to see Usher next, man. I heard Usher put on a hell of a show too, man. Yeah. So I got to check him out too. They said Usher's show is really good too. And he does the full dancing set too, the same thing as uh as Bruno Mars, and he sings. I heard that he's even on roller skates roller, rolling yeah. around. Singing, yeah, I've brother. seen video of him on the roller skates. I said, God damn, these brothers is now that's talented, man. <laughs> shit, I can't even walk and talk at the same time. <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. So the Little Dirt album that was delayed, I'm I know at least three times. Finally came out. I was very, very skeptical. You, you know, when if when I saw it finally drop, and you want to know what made me very skeptical? Uh-oh. Is I hate when artists do this. So I pull up the little Dirk album, um, and I usually before I even listen, just scroll to see you know number of songs, number of minutes, and. I, I'm scrolling, I scroll, I see it's got 21 songs, which to me is overkill. And then yeah. it's only 57 minutes long. <laughs> 21 yeah, no. songs, 57 minutes long. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know, man. I like I love Lil Dirk, man. I think he got a lot of potential. Not a lot of substance to uh, his music, you know. Um, I thought that with this album here that he was going to open up a little more, which he did, which he did. He had, he got some decent songs on there. I'm not going to lie. Some of the songs are decent. Um, yeah. But I, I wanted a little Out bit of more. 21, maybe eight. Yeah. That's, that's pushing it. I, might I would be say seven. It. Yeah. I would say <laughs> seven, maybe eight. Maybe six, six, six to eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, yeah, I, I, I like that he opened up a little bit on certain things, and but he did that on like certain songs, and then the rest of the songs was just like, yeah, you know, I, I wanted him not to attack every subject on one or two songs, like he, you know, you can't talk about your relationship, and then the 
you went through a lot. Both your brothers passed, you know, both your brothers passed away. And uh, then you're talking about your relationship. You can't talk about all that in one song, man. Like, yeah, the, uh, the album is disjointed. Yeah, like I and I didn't like the way the album was put together, too. I just thought the segue. I, I, I was just about to say that my, one of my biggest flaws with Drake albums, the way albums, his albums are put together. And I think um, Lil Dirk got, got bit by that same bug. And even probably more so than your typical Drake album because hell, there's 21 songs, and like you said, um, I like albums that flow that that like a, a storybook sort of, and that 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 album was worse than the Chief Key concert I went to before. <laughs> no, you know what his his segue and his album lineup and the way that he put it. Put the music together, man. A playlist that made Drake look like Michael Jackson putting together a playlist because his stuff was terrible. I yeah. said, "Damn!" I was looking. I'm like, "Well, he should have had this song right here." And then I, one thing I don't like about these albums these days, especially from a streaming aspect, um, I have YouTube Music, so I, I look at the album list and lineup, and I'm looking for certain, uh, you know, tell me the features, you know. Um, cause a lot of times you get a surprise, like, oh, this person's on this album. Okay. That's cool. So he did wind up having Kodak Black on there. Kodak Black released the album too, this, uh, past week, which was pretty decent too. But it's actually like, better than the Dirk album. Yeah. That's what I was going to say too, is actually better. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that, um, show me the features, man. And then I thought that you should have had, I thought that he probably would do one side with features. Well, one one side. We'll do half an album of features, and then the other half without the features. You know, um, I thought Man, that would have been yeah. Twenty one songs. You probably could have cut it cut it down to eleven. Right. I like the song he got with Twenty One Savage. I like the song he got with Kodak Black. <laughs> yeah, the features aren't 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 bad, but it's everything else. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know, man. Maybe I like Lil Durk for the the singles, man. I, I I honestly not a fan of like a, a whole Lil Durk album. Yeah, so like his albums don't really. I can't sit there and play his whole album like a Jay Z or a Nas or an Eminem or and I know those guys are great. So don't don't get me wrong or a Kanye or, but I can keep going and like I don't think that a lot Hell, of these young artists. Vince Staples puts together a better album. Right. Right. And that's what I was going to say. I don't know why, to me, it feel like Vince Staples been around longer enough for me to, like, not call him, like, a young artist. Like, Lil Dur I know Lil Durk been around for a minute, but it just feel like he a young artist, man. Like, he just can't, he can't get the, it seems like the mixtapes are better than the albums type of deal. Like, the, the old Lil Wayne, you know, when Lil Wayne had yeah, that rep for a while. I agree. That, that's that's actually a, a very spot on uh comparison yeah he's just missing it i don't know if he who's behind him like i i just want to the producers or whoever behind him like what are you doing or how are you helping this brother out i know you know he he's probably making a killing you know everybody makes killings off of singles these days you can come out with one or two singles on the album and, and eat off that whole single exactly you can go on tour off a damn single these days shit i see people mm -hmm. go go on tour off a damn <laughs> I seen people go on tour off a fucking single. 
I'm dead off serious. A, off a guest verse. Yeah, off a guest verse. It don't even be your song. <laughs> you can yeah, be a feature so. on the song and go on tour. And I think one of the things in my eyes that hurt Dirk is this album was delayed several times. And then I just feel like when an album's delayed like this, you 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 it gotta be it it can't just be uh, it can't be okay. It's gotta be like, damn, okay. This this added to the rotation. It's Dirk album. Like, uh, maybe I give it a another spin, but it ain't something I'm gonna come back to. Like his verse on this on the Swiss album is better than anything that's on the album. Right. Like once I listened to this, I was like, well, let me go listen to the game album again. Like that's how. <laughs> it's like this is really bad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just, just, I wanted more bang for my buck, Rodney, man. I, yeah, like you, said, you get seven songs out of 21 songs? Come on, man. That's not how it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, I'm disappointed. I was hoping for so much more, and I was... Like, I was, like I went back and looked like... I went through them 21 songs like that quick. Like, the album's under an hour. Right. You're right about that, right? And it just, and it didn't give me anything. Like, that's what we was talking about, about the game album. Like, it's nothing that I got from this. Mm-hmm. Like, is it, I, I guess, I guess you could say off the hit single with him and J. Cole, if, if 10 or 15 years from down the line, that I will remember that song. I'm not going to lie. That's a, that saved, that saved that album. Like, that single was amazing. Not going to even lie. I think yeah, he did man. a good job on his verse, and J. Cole did his thing on that verse. And that's that's what saved his album, like that one single right there. It's a hell yeah. of a single. Yeah, I, I agree. So we 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 in the second half. You want we want to get to our top fifteen um sports movies of all time. Yeah, that's definitely dive into it, man. I I've been sitting there thinking about it. Now, how do you want to break this down, writing down? Do you want to uh, you know how many how many uh, episodes do you want to do going into this? Or we we can do our we can do fifteen through eleven, I guess. Now, um, I will say that uh, I'll give this away right now. The Rocky franchise is not nowhere on my list. Oh, that's well, that's uh, wow, that's that wow, that's uh. Wow, that is uh, that's that's interesting, man. Because I'll, I'll explain um, when I get into my top ten. I'll explain one of the movies <laughs> that's in my top ten um, correlates to why um, I left the Rocky and then Creed franchise off. Right, because I was gonna say if you leave Rocky off, then you got to leave uh, Creed off. But then I was trying to think of like all these these amazing movies. I don't know, maybe because. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm put this out here. I'm not trying to offend anybody. None of our, I'm more like a a, a black uh, sports movie uh, inspiration type of guy. I, I, so <laughs> I I do. So I, I agree. My I feel like my list is slanted um, in that direction as well. But I do have some. Um, I'll call it the predominant society um, type. <laughs> as well um i like the way you put that roddy that is very well uh 
there are some there are some <laughs> Adam Sandler and, and Tom Hanks and, and and stuff in it. So <laughs> no, and and I'm quite sure the two movies that you have might be the two movies that I have as well. So. <laughs> Uh, okay, man. I, I'm ready to get started, man. Right, I'm excited, man. So, I definitely. Uh, all right, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Let's get it started, man. I'm excited about this. Okay, so um, this is when we're in the mostly uh, for me the European dominant society type movies and type cast. They <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're bringing up the the rear in this case. And the, although they are well represented in in the top five of my list too, but that that middle section, yeah. <laughs> um, I, at fifteen, I got one of my favorite childhood movies. Um, made me want to learn how to skate. Also made me wonder if, to know if I could drive a limousine on a frozen pond. Um, at fifteen, I got Mighty Ducks. Oh man, okay, I, I like that too. I actually got Mighty Ducks a little higher, man, but no, that that's a hell of a movie, man. I, I love the Mighty Ducks franchise. I think that's what got me liking the hockey team, too, man. I'm not going to even lie. Yeah, I'm about to say, they they, they um, ended up creating a whole hockey team off, off the movie, so. Yeah, like, that. that's how big that franchise is, too, man, and it just followed you, too. And I think Disney owns the... Um, I think they own the uh, Mighty Ducks franchise too. At one point they did, but I think they might have uh, sold it. Oh, okay, all right. I can see that because they probably wanted to move on and get away from that whole thing. Um, yeah, but man, that's a damn good pick, Rodney. Man, wow. Um, I got that later on down the line. Um, it's it is in my top fifteen, but uh, I'd have it like a, a little bit down. Um, uh, this movie that I have, man, I. I would say I'm a silly guy, so a lot of my a lot of the movies that I have might be funny movies, but this movie I've never been a a, a NASCAR guy or or into like uh, the whole racing aspect kind of thing. I know we had the uh, the thing at Belle Isle and there. I never been one of those type of guys, but when I seen this doggone movie, not since I played Daytona USA for the Dreamcast, <laughs> but Talladega Nights, I thought that was the most funniest. Should I ever see? I, I mean, geez, man, that movie, man, Talladega Nights, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby, man. That just Will Ferrell, man, just that that movie blew me away, man. That's one of my favorite movies of all time, man. Him and John C. Riley, man, is is freaking hilarious. Yeah, that is an honorable mention on my list. It, I had about um. Trying to come up with this, I had about thirty-five movies on my list and had to pare it down to fifteen. So, oh man, yeah, I, I just, I just think this movie, man, is is so hilarious, man. And that and John C. Riley and Will Ferrell, that tandem together, man, I thought they, they, they tore that up, man. And, and Will Ferrell at that particular time, he was hotter than a damn candle, man, hotter than a cigarette. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Go ahead, brother. I, I know you're moving on to the next one. <laughs> yeah, so yep, I actually have that at 17 on my list. So just just outside the the top 15. Okay. Okay. So at 14, um, kind of stand with with your lane, um, silly movie, 
Um, I don't think this movie gets enough credit. Ben Stiller is a genius for for uh, coming up with this concept. But if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Oh man, good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just all around just hilarious movie. Um, feel good story um, at the end, uh, but it's 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 hilarious. The acting is actually, for it to be a comedy, is actually pretty doggone um, good. So, um, it's, it's one that you could actually watch with the kids, too, if you wanted to. So, uh, Yeah, Dodgeball is freaking hilarious, man. Yeah, like, it's, one, it's one of the few <laughs> sports movies my, my wife will sit down and watch, too. So, that says something. Yeah, like, I, I had to put that in there. That's why... I, I can't imagine like not having a sports list and not having dodgeball in there. And I actually had dodgeball on my top 15. I know you're going to be like, man, this guy has a lot of silly ass movies. So a lot of my movies are, are hilarious, man. And I, yeah, I, I just, I, I, I'm silly, man. I'm sorry. Uh, my, <laughs> my, my number 14, man. Now I thought this movie was pretty good, man. It, I I got the longest yard man is is my number fourteen. Oh, that's another one I left off my list. What, well, which version? Oh, okay, the one with Adam Sandler, man. I I just thought that all star lineup, man. You had Adam Sandler, man. Wait a minute, how you got this not on? You got Burt Reynolds on this remake version. You got Nelly on there. You got Chris Rock, man. You got all those. You got an all star lineup. Mike Irvin. Yeah, it's so many people on this. Um, man, Terry Crews. Rodney, how, brother? How? Terry Crews. Who not? else is on that? Uh, man, uh, let's let's see here. Uh, you Tracy got the original Morgan. You got the great Kali on there. Uh, oh, man, who else? Uh, Bill Goldberg. Uh, I'm trying to just think off the top of my head, man. Oh, you got Brian Bosworth on there, too. He plays like the guard, man. I Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash played a guard, too. Uh, who else is on this? Who else is on this? Oh, Stone Cold was on there, too. He was the, one of the guards. Um, yeah, he was the one that was that butthole to Nelly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now, why would I want to go ahead and do that, sir? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I remember Chris Berman and Dan, Dan Patrick on there, too, man. Like, I'm just thinking of the scenes, man. Like, the scenes were so funny. I can't think of anybody else on there. Um, didn't they have some people from D12 on there? Yeah, they did. Yeah, I, I, I think that's like one of the... Man, that movie was right. amazing. Ronnie, how you not have that on your list? Wait, what's going on here, bro? Like, that's, that's a... That's a top tier. Like Adam Sandler went in on this one, man. I remember two thousand five was a great year for movies, man. Like that was a it was a very hard and difficult list. Like I said, I had I started off with about thirty five movies and had to pare it down to fifteen. So, um, the longest yard was on my original list, but when I started to rank them, it, it just kept falling. So, oh man, I yeah I can't. <laughs> Adam Sandler's on my list like a few times, man. So yeah, this I'm is one of those times. I'm noticing a trend here. Uh, yeah, Adam, <laughs> Adam Sandler about to come up on my list. Oh man, uh, who you got? What's your next one? I'm so, thinking about the scenes. 
So, Chubbs. Okay. Happy Gilmore. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, man, that is freaking hilarious. Yeah, I, I figured you was going to go Happy Gilmore once you said yeah. Chubbs. Once yeah. again, hilarious. The the whole um, crocodile alligator <laughs> that, that bit his hand. Uh, him making that shot um, over the car that crashed. <laughs> <laughs> and them going back and forth and watching the ball, and then I can't even think of the actor's name that that, that played the giant dude. He was like with the ball on his foot or whatever. That that was hilarious. Them chasing oh. him with <laughs> with the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. Yeah, no, that's a funny scene, man. No, that that is funny, bro. Yeah, that, I mean Adam Sandler, man. This brother got it sold up when it comes to like comedy movies, man. Like, man, yeah, he. And I'm quite sure we got like two more Adam Sandler movies to talk about too. That, yeah, yeah, that. (laughs) I gotta watch that again. I'm gonna watch that again. The Bob Barker scene, man, is fucking hilarious to me, man. I always like that at the end of that movie. Um. Okay, this is this. I guess this is again setting the uh, the trends that I the why I love certain movies. I guess I'm I'm gonna get serious in a minute, but um, I'm gonna get serious in a few. But um, at 13, I know you're gonna you probably haven't watched this movie, or if you have watched it, um, it's from the creators of South Park. It's Trey Parker and uh, Matt Stone. It's a movie called Basketball. Oh yeah, I have watched that movie. Um, <laughs> not on my list though. That movie is freaking hilarious. It's actually uh, a movie I forgot about till you just brought it up. It is hilarious. Yeah, so you know, I, I wanted to put the longest yard in front of this one, but this was like the, it's like the, it's it's one of like the dad of the movies. You know, longest yard is like the grandpa. I mean, it's like the the son or the, the little nephew or something. But basketball, I came out in 1998. Uh, I thought the movie was so hilarious, man. That one, and they had another movie that was kind of raunchy but funny called Orgasmo, which was really funny too, man. And the South Park guys are always cooking up some stuff, man. But yeah, basketball is, is my number 13. Okay, so my number 12. Um, it's a it's a classic. It's, I I feel like it's a precursor to Happy Gilmore and and all those silly golf type movies. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield, Caddyshack. Oh man, I got that in my top ten, bro. Wow. I told you this was a tough list. <laughs> yeah, this is a super tough list, man. Yeah, I get, definitely got Caddyshack and yeah, Caddyshack with the Gopher, Rodney Dangerfield, like. Man, hilarious, bro. Yeah, I definitely got that in my uh, my top yeah, ten. Caddyshack has the distinction of um, being a movie franchise that probably gave us one of the greatest sports movies ever and then also gave us one of the worst sports movies ever in Caddyshack 2. Yeah, yeah that, that was terrible. And at that particular time, I think they were just trying to push it. Whatever you come out with a second movie, um, especially around that time too, a lot of them were cheesy. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for my for my next movie, um, 
And I said, and you mentioned it earlier, um, dodgeball is my next on my list. Uh, and dodgeball, you, I mean, if you can dodge a wrench, the tra- I mean, you just made me think about the traffic scene, too. <laughs> yeah, I just, I thought at that particular time, and plus I was, man, I, yeah, I at that particular time, I was huge into the the comedies and uh, the parodies, man. And, and Dodgeball definitely was one of the the parodies, man, that came. And then how can you not at that particular time? Vince Vince Vaughn was on fire too. And then you you, you teaming up with Ben Stiller, man. They both was hilarious in that movie, man. I just yeah, that's a hell of a movie too, man. I love Dodgeball. Yeah, Dodgeball is such an underrated uh, sports movie. Um, even as I was per- um, looking at other people's lists that they have put together, like Dodgeball was like nowhere on site in a lot of these lists. And I'm like, how, like, the pairing of, of Vince Vaughn and, and Ben Stiller was, that that was gold. The the inflatable um, pump in, in the man region was a hilarious bit. The the uniform mix, mix, mix up at the... When they when they get to the the national tournament it was hilarious. So um, <laughs> yeah, dodgeball was it, it was a comedy, but but it worked. So right, like I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch that again. Like I got a bunch of I need to watch Longest Yard. I need to watch dodgeball. I'm gonna go down the rabbit hole, man. I just gotta watch all of them. Yes. Um, yeah, I got yeah. a couple other ones to watch. So. I know you probably have this maybe probably higher on your list. But at 11, I have one of my, this is one of my favorite sports movies. I probably uh, have watched this movie at least 10 times um, since the baseball season has started. Um, Charlie Sheen, a young Wesley Snipes is in this movie. Um, the second one even worked too, but I don't, I don't have the second one on my list because the, the first one is such, such a classic. Them stripping away um, the owner clothing for every win. <laughs> Just them having to, to catch the bus on certain road trips because she downgraded their transportation because she wanted to move to Miami so bad. Um Anytime the song Wild Thing comes on, I don't even think about it. I think about this movie. Um, right. The Wesley Snipes getting kicked out of training camp because he wasn't supposed to be there. Him waking up and then just running <laughs> the 40-yard dash is just hilarious all in itself. So I did feel like Omar F. did a good job in replacing him in the second one. But Major League is it's a classic. Man, Major League is a super classic, and it definitely belongs. And I do have that in my top ten, brother. I, yeah, I, I'm not surprised, though, Rodney. Because you said this is going to be tough, man. And when you think about all the movies, man, and yeah, I, I can see why you have that where you have it. Because I, I know that uh, this list is tough, man. We got one of the tough lists, uh, you know, doing all these movies, man. I thought that we probably, now that I think about it, maybe we should have made it 30, man, because this is <laughs> – yeah, like like I, yeah, like I said, I had thirty five. I either have forty or thirty five, and, and uh, started ranking them from there. And then I had certain ones ranked um, 
like Talladega Nights and others, and yeah, I had to, they kept falling down the list, so. Yeah, because I, man, I had so many different movies, man, and, and we'll do our, uh, I, man, I got a lot of different movies, because I was trying to think to myself, and then I started breaking down certain things, like, well, is this a sport, or is it not a sport? <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. I, at one point, like I had Bring It On, I'm like the first Bring It On movie. Like, is this a sport? I mean, it's really but... most most cheerleaders <laughs> would say it's a sport. I mean, they they got practice, they got conditioning. I think Bring It On would qualify um, in my book as, as a sports movie. Right, and then I then I thought to myself, I said, man, I'm I'm probably gonna be uh, be a little biased on a, a couple of of things because, like I said, the most of my uh, movies are a little bit more urban. And uh, so you'll actually see that. But uh, some of the movies that I don't, they're urban or comedy. Um, I think like my last serious movie probably will be the, uh, well, I I got a couple more urban serious movies, but um, The Mighty Ducks is my next pick, brother. Um, Okay, so just outside the top 10. Yeah, just outside the top 10. That fits. Yeah, like I, I like that whole series, man. I even like when they redid it a few times. So, yeah, I yeah. want to say the the series itself, because um, Mighty Ducks two that was that was the Team USA one. Yeah, and then that the, was the Team Duck. Yeah, the third one they were was that the prep school they were at. I believe so. Yeah. So, um, and now they 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 I don't know if this. Spinoff series is still going on on Disney Plus, but I actually did watch that at one point. So, yeah, that Game Changers, I thought that was pretty dope too, man. I'm kind of yeah. happy that it came along from that. Yeah, because you the three films like uh, the first Mighty Ducks and the one that came out in '94, and then uh, I believe the other one came out in uh, I can't think of when the other one came out. The D three. Yeah, they they were all. Um, Good films. The majority of the original cast was in all three films, so that that was um, good. Uh, Hans continue is one of my all time favorite characters. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So tough, tough list. Um, let us know if you agree, disagree, what you would have added. Um, like there's movies that I absolutely love that is not on this list. I um, know, cause yeah, that's what I was like, man. I wish I could make my list a little bit more, man. I, whew, but I don't want to give anything away, you know, cause it's a it's a lot of movies that I wanted to pick too. And like I said, I, I would have put bring. I gave one away in one of the movies I would have put on there, which was uh, Bring It On. I thought Bring It On was like freaking hilarious and. It was like a comedy slash uh, urban movie. You know, I, I love my urban movies. Um, yeah, yeah, Gabriel Union is in that. Yeah, and, and then, like, I wanted to put some of the wrestling movies and stuff. And I, yeah, I'm not going to give anything away, Rodney. But, yeah, I just wanted to... Whew, yeah. There's a lot of other movies, too, man. Yeah. Man, yeah, now I'm just, like, looking at my list. I'm like, wow. Uh, yeah, because like I wanted to put him in Vixus in it, um, soccer movie. 
that like, was a good social movie. social commentary too with everything that was going on in South Africa. Uh, when we were kings, and wanted to put that on my list. It's, that's not so. Yeah, it was it was tough. You know what else is a really unsung movie, Rodney? And I wanted to put this on my list too. But do you remember Varsity Blues with James Vanderbilt? Yes. That was a fucking that, great movie, man. That, that would have been on my list. That um, was really good. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was like hilarious, man. Like, I thought that movie was awesome, man. Like, yeah, but. And then, like, um, also, uh, Mickey Rourke making his comeback, man, in The Wrestler. Like yeah. That was, yeah, that's one of his better movies, man. I know his face, a lot of people are like, oh, his face is all jacked up. But <laughs> I thought that was, like, hilarious, man. I thought, um, yeah, I wanted to put The Wrestler in there, too, man. And there's a couple other movies that I like, too. I like The Rock's uh, Fighting With Family. Thought that was pretty dope, too. But, it, of course, that's not top 15 quality, so. Yeah, the the Friday is Friday Night Lights somewhere on your list? Friday Night Lights is on my list, sir. Okay, it's not on my. <laughs> it's not on your. It's not on your list. No. Wow. Well, there's I don't know a. Re- I think- oh, there's okay, a. So, um, and when I, so that is another one of the movies where I when I, there's a reason why it's intense. I intentionally left it off my list. The Rocky movies and that were intentionally left off my off my list. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, when we when you get to them, I I'll explain uh, why I constantly left both of those movies off my list. See now, I'm thinking about swapping it with this other movie, so, but we'll see because I I got a couple other movies that I that I really like, and I'm thinking about swapping them out, man. Movies yeah, my, that I <laughs> my my top ten is pretty locked in. Only thing that might change is the order in which some of them are are placed, but it's it's locked in. Rodney, this is about to be tough. I yeah, mean, if we can I'm, even I'm, talk about the possibilities, man, because uh, I know you, <laughs> the possibilities are even tough, man. In these, uh, and I, I'm thinking maybe you. I mean, wow! If I'm looking at I'm looking at my list, and I'm like, man. Maybe I should leave this movie out. Maybe I should keep it. Because this is a lot of good movies, Rodney. I got like 20 movies right now that I'm just like swip swapping out. I might have to leave off the movie that you just uh, spoke of. Because like right now I'm looking at these movies right now and I'm like, wow. Wow, man. That's just. Oh, man. I, I mean, I can't. How can you leave off uh, Celine Lathan and, and, and uh, Omar Epps in there? Iconic movie. How can you? That is. Oh, Rodney, how dare you? How dare you? You know how many black lives that movie touched? You know how many? That movie, that movie is some people's story. They're looking yeah. for that. How dare you? That, see what yeah. I'm talking about? This is what we're dealing with, people. Like me and Rodney. Now, this. how can you leave off? You can't even leave off Wesley and, and Woody's iconic. They even redid a movie that's shitty. Um, but. <laughs> Notice I'm not naming these names of these movies, but I mean, yeah, I didn't, I didn't make it ten minutes into the remake. Yeah, I couldn't watch that shit either, man. I was just like, this is horrible. Then made me want to watch the original again. But then when I and thought about something too, Rodney, I know you probably don't have it on your list too. We're not naming names, guys. We're just naming the people that played in the movies. But 
Ed Harris and Cuba Gooden Jr.'s iconic role. Man. <laughs> you know what? I left that off because I don't. It's a, it's a, it's a sports movie to me, but then it's not. That's a hell of a sports movie. That's just like putting freaking Rudy on there. That's like Rudy. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Tell me you ain't got Rudy on there. Rudy's on my list. Okay. All right. My, okay. My bad. We giving away. St- Maybe we need to end this episode. <laughs> yeah, we, we can stop here. But Rudy, Rudy's safe. You, you, you'll hear okay. from uh, Rudy Rudiker on it on the next episode. Yeah, but radio has so much shit to like overcome, man. It's just like, and I know Rudy did too. But goddamn, like, I don't know. That's a tough one, man. I, okay, y'all, leave us a comment, people that I work with, whatever, just let me know who had the harder life, Rudy or Radio. Like, just yeah. let me know which movie you're looking at, because... And I, then so, and I'll get into this on the next episode. There's a reason why I picked Rudy over Radio, but I'll get into that in, in, in the next episode. And both of them are based off true stories, too, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah, so, um, tune in, leave us a comment, let us know what you think. Um, catch us on the B side and the next episode I, I got a surprise announcement about expanding the Motown and Coney Network. So um All tune right. in and see what's 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 gonna happen. But we'll catch yeah. y'all next time and we'll try to pare down these last two movies. <laughs> Peace. Uh,